0: Welcome back to Dylan Friends. Uh, what a big week it's been. Dylan Friends is on X Games mode. Whether it's for work or play, we rely on home internet so much these days. Being connected and staying connected has never been more important. So if you want reliable internet, brought you at speed, switch to Aussie Broadband. It only takes a few minutes to sign up and their 100% Australian-based support team are ready to help. Aussie Broadband, the actual Aussie way. Find out more at aussiebroadband.com.au. T's and C's apply. Oh my god, he on S games mode. Thank you so much for all your love and support. It's been huge. Been a big week chatting to a lot of the boys playing in the AFL Grand Final this week, Melbourne versus Doggies, and um, yeah, just cannot thank them enough for, for having us on in such an important week. We we started off with Cody Waitman. If you haven't heard that episode, young man, he was just blew me away how switched on this young kid is, and. And can't wait to see him have a crack on the weekend, which would be huge. But today, it's all about James Harms, who's who's a legend. Someone I've absolutely loved watching for a long time. And actually played against this this bloke a lot when I was at, at the Blues. And that wasn't in the AFL. That was definitely in the VFL at Preston City Oval. But he was just tearing it up. And it's so good to see him go from a rookie pick to being an absolute lock in, in the Melbourne Demons team. And, and it hasn't come easy, uh, that's for sure. But he's, he's put in the work and always had the belief in himself that he'll, that he'll get it done. So yeah, just, just really rap for him, to be honest, to to see him making the grand final. And, and I know he'll perform on the big stage. So it's going to be absolutely huge. And geez, it's it's exciting. Um, You know, being in Melbourne at this stage, there's not much really going on. We're locked inside, but I just can't help but think how big this game would have been if it was at the G with, with all the Melbourne supporters. But I digress. It's going to be huge. Looking forward to this game. I still don't know who's going to win, but I do know that it's going to be a really, really good game. And Whoever wins is is going to be really deserving. But, again, big, big shout-out to to James Harms for for chatting to us in such an important week. I know if if I was ever playing in a grand final, I'd be turning off my phone and and not saying a word. So these guys are just so switched on. They're so ready to go. They're pumped. They're confident. And... um, Really, really pumped to see it go. But before we get into it, I do ask one thing, if you can. um, if If you love the show and you've enjoyed some of the content, it'd be absolutely huge. A massive, massive help that whatever you're listening on, whether it be iTunes, Spotify... Amazon, Wooshka, YouTube, whatever you're listening on right now, if you could follow or subscribe the show, it just goes such a long way to, to helping grow the podcast. And um, yeah, it'd be an absolutely huge, huge support for, for the show. So I'd really, really appreciate it. Yeah, it'd be absolutely massive. So thank you so much. Hope you enjoy the show. Go James Harms. Go D's Let's go. My name is Deborah, Dylan's mum. Welcome to the Dylan Friends podcast. Many ways I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. Tears, tears, strength. I'm like, I run. She's like, yeah. everyone runs. I'm like, but does everyone go to yeah. the Olympics? <laughs> They're sitting there meditating, going, "Oh my god, I think I'm meditating. How this is this? I'm meditating." It's like, <laughs> I had a Wu Tang call. So I was like, "Yo, Dylan, thanks for getting us in. Just love it's it. Knuckle puck time." Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, <laughs> don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. James Harms, welcome to the Dylan Friends Podcast, my friend. It's an honour, it's a pleasure, it's a real treat in such an important week for yourself. I can't thank you enough for jumping on.
1: Thanks for having me, mate. I've, um, I've heard some great things about this and I'm excited to be on.
0: No, mate, I've, geez, I've been lining up. They've been lining up left, right and centre. You're the man of the people and um, I'm in Melbourne at the moment. There is some serious James Harms love in the Melbourne people getting around in Victoria. So, very exciting week for yourself. Firstly, how are you feeling? What's what's going on? Jeez, it's like three, two, three games for the... Days before the game kicks off,
1: yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty nervous to be honest with yeah. you. Um, it's just more the build up to the whole game. Like it's it's been a long time since we played, so uh, yeah, the nerves are starting to kick in now. Obviously, um, but I think once the game starts, it's just another game. So I'm just trying to keep it simple, and um, yeah, hopefully once it starts, I'm sure the nerves will uh, will disappear.
0: I always found that as well. It's like you, you get I don't know about you, but I had serious like anxiety before games. I always get so nervous. And even at halftime, quarter time, I just fucking, I hated it. But when you're in the game, you, you literally do just forget what's happening.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, oh, obviously, this is a bit more of a build-up, um, the granny. I haven't, I've never played in a senior grand final, obviously. Coming straight out of juniors, I played in a tack cut one, um, but we got pumped by um, Eastern Rangers, which was uh, pretty shit. But, yeah, I, I mean, once the siren goes for the first bounce, I think, you know, you just you go out and do what you naturally do, and that's play footy.
0: Do you have any routines or anything that you, you'll go through? Do you stick to something that sort of helps you bring back? Like last week, I suppose, um, I had a chat with Cody Cody Waitman a couple days ago and I was just couldn't believe, like for a young guy, um, how much he like had a routine. And I know some players like routines, some players their routine is to not even have one. Do you have anything that you sort of go through to keep yourself leveled?
1: No, nah, not really. I'm one of those players that just kind of goes to the flow and um, yeah, i I mean, I did listen to that. He has some reset t- tools or something. He goes to, um, but now nah, I'm just. I mean, as I said, once I'm out there, like it's just like fuck. I'm ready to go, and I try not to think about it too much leading in, which is hard because it's obviously a granny, and everyone's talking about it. But uh, I just actually spoke to Jordan Lewis about how he was feeling before his grand finals, and he gave me a bit of advice about um, just playing it as another game. You know, it's it's. Yeah, I've been playing footy for my whole life, so. Um, I'm obviously a little bit nervous but yeah once as I said once I'm out there I'll be right
0: what's been like the messaging I suppose internally as a group with you know publicly knowledge that and, and build up that Melbourne I think it's a I can't remember is it 56 70 64 whatever how many years drought it is it's a big one is that sort of infiltrated the group is it is it building up or is it nice that you're sort of in Perth you guys can just stay in your hub and just do your own thing
1: yeah I think being in Perth actually a blessing in disguise I mean I've seen some photos of Melbourne, and it looks like it's um, it's just full of uh, yeah the red and blue. So yeah, it's kind of it has been good to be here, and I mean everyone does know it's been a fair while since we played in a flag and and won one. So we're obviously uh, obviously a little bit nervous, but I think uh, this whole year like out the team we have and the group we have we, we've matured so much, and we're. Um, Yeah, we're just so excited to see what we can do and obviously we're playing a really good side in uh, Bulldogs. So I think it'll be a close one, but yeah, as I said, we're just pumped, mate.
0: Mate, it is going to be a a close game. I'm not just saying this, but I I don't think I've ever been so excited to watch a game and have two teams that are so close, like playing against each other. So I think it's going to be seriously, seriously impressive. The heat is going to be on early and I suppose... You know, yourself, you go through that midfield, that half-forward roll, it's going to be so hot quickly. I love that first 10 minutes of a grand final, how hot it will be.
1: Yeah, it's actually... I was watching um, the Hawks and the Sydney, like, the last two minutes. Like, I don't know what round, I don't know what year it was, but uh, when Melcheski kicked that goal to win it. And, um, mm. like, even just watching that, the last two minutes, like, everyone's still going that hard. And I feel like that's what's... The, the game's going to be like that on the weekend. I mean, two really good midfields going at it. And I think that's where the game will be, either won or lost
0: couple more in the game in itself where's your role on the day have you sort of spoken about what you're going to be doing I know we we're not going to talk in specifics at all but it will it be similar to to what you think like what's what's your main role in the team
1: yeah it'll be similar to the last few weeks I'll start probably on the half forward line and, and go in the middle a little bit um, my roles changed a little bit like during the year I was more playing a bit more mid and um, I've gone to half forward and yeah really loving that role it's um, something that I used to play a fair bit when I was younger um, I actually played on you a couple of times <laughs> back in the day so yeah I love, I'll, I'm love i loving the role as a half forward and um, yeah I'll, you'll probably see me predominantly there on the weekend
0: Let's go back then, I suppose, back to, to 2014, your draft. You just mentioned that then. I, I, it it was definitely around the same time, and I remember playing you a lot. I used to love playing on you. You This high energy, very chirpy on the field, you used to get into my head a lot. And um, when I say in my head, you were playing AFL a lot of the time, and, and when occasionally you'd come back and play at Preston City Oval, maybe for Casey, you'd be really chirping me. And, and you used to rock the number 43 as well. You are a rookie. Lots of respect. Then all of a sudden you just had this incredible breakout year. You haven't looked back since. You ditched the high number. You're out of you're out of like West Footscray and you've gone to Hollywood Boulevard. You've taken the number four. What's what's the the memories of your early career? I suppose and, and starting out as that rookie.
1: Yeah, I mean as you said, I started as a rookie and I don't know like when you get drafted as a rookie, you kind of you got to earn your stripes a bit more than the first rounders do. So. Uh, I just I was always pretty like energetic as a kid and as an eighteen year old and I never wanted to lose that uh, you know playing that's the way I play with a lot of energy and I kind of um, I feed off it a bit when someone gets into me so uh, I do remember that day at Preston City Oval and when, um, when we were playing <laughs> against each other and <laughs> there was a bit of banter there but uh, yeah it's been a crazy ride to be honest with you know, the ups and downs of um, of AFL football and. I was lucky to, you know, I think it was actually against Bulldogs in 2018 it was when I got my first real crack at um, playing in the midfield and I tagged um, Jackson McRae and that's where my tagging kind of started and I got a bit of confidence out of that and then yeah, I guess from there I've always, you know, played a more of a midfield role and uh, as you said, I had a couple of good years and last year was probably a bit of a downer for me. I went to half back and uh, struggled a little bit there but yeah, this year I feel like I'm back to playing good football and yeah, it's just great to be a part of such a, a close group and a, a really you know, a good team.
0: What do you what do you put that down to though? Like when you speak about being a rookie, and I don't know if you've reflected on it a lot throughout your career because I suppose you, you're always in the game and you don't want to look back on things too much. But what got you to the stage to be able to go like from a, a rookie pick, where like we're not being uh, disrespectful here to rookies, but you, you're never really the first picked in teams. You never sometimes guys they don't really feel like they can go and command a spot in the midfield because you. You know, the, one of the later picks in the draft But you, you did that, you made that transition Now you've been, a, you know, selected in the team a lot How did you get that confidence? Was it just from doing work? Was it, what was it?
1: Yeah, I always believed in myself I was actually, like, during my draft year Like, I spoke to, like, every club So I thought I was going to go national And when I didn't go, I was I was so shattered I was like, nah, I'm not getting drafted anymore Like, that's it, like, I've missed out there I'm not going to get rookie And it killed my confidence a lot But then... Um, I think it's just, I always had a mentality of working hard and, yeah, when I got to the AFL, like, it took me ages, like, I remember I was like, oh, I don't want to be that player that never plays a game. I was just really determined to to crack into the side first and then, yeah, once I did crack in, I mean, it, probably similar to you you, you, you just want to earn respect of your teammates and, um, I, I, I remember Bernie Vince, he was a great mentor towards me, um, big Bernard. And he just always used to tell me, like, the harder, harder you work, the more luck you'll have. And he used, to, he used to beat me at every 3K. Like, I could never beat him. And I was – he always just – yeah, that, that really stuck with me early on. Like, the harder you work, the, the more luck you'll have. So, I guess I just – I mean, you've got to have a bit of luck as well. I got, got lucky to play that midfield role and then
0: took me with both hands. Yeah, you definitely did, man. What about the start of this year? Now, you, you missed six weeks. Was that due to selection or was that injury? What, what was that 6 weeks? Because you, since coming back in the side, you really haven't missed a beat.
1: Yeah, round one, I um, broke my scaphoid. So against Freo, I um, broke my wrist in the uh, third quarter or something. But I was actually lucky that I got it x-rayed because there, it's an injury where you can just play with it for weeks and weeks and then it it ends up ruining your season. So, um, yeah, broke my wrist and I was out for, yeah, for six weeks. Um, I actually, a little bit of a blessing in disguise. Because um, I was actually able to run the whole time, so I was just running flat out with the uh, with the fit, fitness staff, Big saw and I would, as I said, it was like a blessing because I was I was really fit when I came back, so I felt like I didn't miss too much um, of the physical side. It was obviously a bit draining mentally, just running every session and not touching the footy. But um, yeah, I feel I think it's helped me and held me in good stead.
0: It's funny, like I, I look back now and, and look at my career and guys around me, and I think. I like put way too much emphasis on like being fit. Like this time of the year when I was like wasn't even playing. I'd come back complete like the biggest preseason ever, have a good first five rounds, and then just absolutely break down. Where well, you look at you know older heads that are so much smarter. Yes, you have got to get the work into your body, but realistically, you want to be playing the last ten games, of the year, not the first ten games of the the season.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, um, there's always a few preseason heroes at, at every club <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I, in saying that, I did have a pretty big off season as well. I mean, I wasn't able to travel, so I um, got into hurt like a little, a little gym in Richmond, and um, yeah, I worked really hard over the off season because last year was really disappointing for me. I got dropped for the first time in like I think it was nearly hundred games, so um, that really hurt, and I didn't want to be playing twos. Like, there's nothing against playing twos, but it um, yeah, it hurt me a lot when I was when I was down there and I wasn't playing seniors.
0: What did you? What how did that conversation go? What did you have to do to get back in the team? What was around the the dropping?
1: Uh, so I was, as I mentioned, before, I was playing half back last year and I was struggling a little bit to to find the footy and we weren't going great as a team. So I, th- I probably had my fair fair set of chances to um to prove myself, but I uh, yeah I was I was hardly getting a touch. So it was it was valid. Like I needed to needed to get dropped to um yeah get my spot back in the team and I actually ended up doing my hammy. Like when I got back into the team, so the end of last year was yeah pretty disappointing for me. And Goody's I remember Goody actually rang me in the off season. We caught up for a coffee, and he just he just said like for Melbourne to be good that we need James Harms playing in the team. So uh, yeah, he told me I'll be back in the midfield, which I loved, and. uh yeah, from there, I just had to work hard, and and I think I lost a little, little bit of trust within the team last year, and I feel like I've gained that back.
0: That's elite, like having conversations with coaches like that. That you know, he can put the faith in you. I feel like for some reason, Goody just doesn't get the respect he deserves externally. Like we saw on the weekend, obviously he got voted the coaches' association award, but just no one talks about him. Like he just doesn't really get spoken about in the media. How big has he been in in the last you know year and a half? Because I remember. Uh, hearing a lot about when he first came to the club, it's absolutely different to what he is now. Yeah,
1: I mean, as you said, he does. He flies under the radar. There, you don't really hear much of him. End of last year, like there was people calling for his head, and it's like, I mean, we didn't have the greatest of years, but we didn't. We just missed out on finals. He's he's been great, not only for me but for everyone. I mean, last year is kind of a weird year to to talk about because it's it was such a high pressure environment when we're in that in the hub for however long it was yeah but this year like it's like he's so easy to talk to you can talk to him about anything he's been like a been a bit of like a father figure to all of us I, I think especially being in a hub last year where we we're away from family and, and yeah this year it's just been he's been awesome
0: Maxi Gorn we were lucky enough to speak to him early in the year and he, he said the same thing he was just so impressed with with how he is and he's just an incredible sort of resource for for all the guys not just in footy but in, in life as well so it's, uh, it's a credit to himself what he's been able to do.
1: Yeah, I think because it, it he's been through a lot of the stuff that most players have been through. So I think that's one one thing. He never forgets where he came from as well. So, yeah, he's re- it's really easy to relate to him.
0: I always found that you know, now that I've left the game and I just like, you know, thinking about things, I always felt that necessarily like the best players in the AFL that have been picked every week, they captain their club for 20 years and they win Brownlows. And, and like, yes, they've got an incredible knowledge of the game, but they don't have the most relatable sense of what everyone's been through. And I suppose someone like Goodwin, like there's been stories come out this week, like yes, he was a a club captain and played some incredible football, but he also had a lot of downtime as well and had been knocked out of the team, took him a while to come in. He had shit going on off field and all these types of things in his life. So I suppose exactly what you're saying, it makes him more relatable to everyone else in the team.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, And that's what's so easy. You can go talk to him about anything really. Like it doesn't have to be about footy. It can be about just life in general. So uh, yeah, as I said, he's been, he's been awesome. And we've got big Adam Uzay in as well. And he's, he's really been good for us. He's a midfield coach and I love Ouz. Um Melbourne supporter as well, like growing up, I remember watching Uz and apparently like I was, I remember going to like a past players thing and everyone was like, nah, Uz, like when he was playing, no one thought he'd be a good coach. But yeah, he's been unreal as well. Probably for not only me, but like all the midfield, Like you see Track and Clary,
0: That's huge. Yeah, we haven't really, like, externally as well. I've like, heard a lot about him. There's been a lot of, you know, noise about Choco and all the incredible things that he's done at the club. But, um, no, I, I'm sure to get to where you guys have and the performance you've been put in, there's a lot of people that are putting in the hard work. What about, like, with, with the D's this year? Obviously, you finished on top of the ladder. It, it was, you know, an incredible year. But there was periods in that year where it was pretty challenging too. Is Was there a pivotal moment in the year, like a win, that made you just go like fuck we're actually We're on here like we're definitely a chance for this
1: Yeah oh, Like the one that sticks out to me was the Geelong game Down there when we won that to finish on top Like I remember after the game I rang my mum and I was like fuck Mum I think we can actually win this Like that was like the moment for me I'm sure everyone has different moments throughout the year And obviously winning the prelim last week was pretty special two weeks ago but yeah I just remember like the feeling kind of changed when we won that game I think everyone started to believe and yeah there's one more to go so we're we're pretty excited.
0: That's exciting man. Maxi again he spoke to us like early in the year and I suppose you've been at the club now for for long enough to to comment on this too but he spoke about the culture shift at the D's and and probably where it was from when you first started to, to what it is now. What is the main thing that stands out to you that, that's different? That's a great question.
1: Um, I, I think, yeah, I remember when I first got to Melbourne, we were pretty, we were pretty shit, like, to be honest. Like, we weren't <laughs> winning many games. And it was a bit of a rabble, to be, like, to, complete, to be completely honest. Like, I just remember, like, as a young player, like, I didn't even know how to get a game. Like, there was no clear path for me. Like, this is what you have to do. And I think that's what's changed. Obviously, we've changed our our way of playing. Like you'd see a selfless brand now. I think back then it was pretty selfish. And like now, as a young player coming into Melbourne, you know they know what they have to do if they want to play. And um, yeah, I think it's just it's been a big shift in mindset with the players and the coaching staff. You know, Maxie would have touched on yeah on the selflessness of the of the group, and uh, I think that's what's driven our game this year.
0: It's it's crazy, isn't it? And it's it's funny you've got like perceptions in football of clubs and what they stand for. And I suppose you look back, you know, and I hope I'm not speaking out of tongue here of of Melbourne, but you do look back to, you know, five, 10 years ago and you don't align that with a strong team of football. And fast forward now and everyone goes, fuck me, that's one of the strongest jumpers you can look at. And I think Petrarca touched on that against, um, in his post-game interview with with Geelong, like I don't support Melbourne, like I love the boys and, and love it, like what you guys are doing. But even as me, like, I was, like, nearly crying. I was, like, that's unbelievable. Like, he's, he's acknowledged that, yes, it's shit, demon supporters have been embarrassed to be supporters, but now we want to change that. And I thought that was, like, that vulnerability of just, like, admitting it and now you're, like, yeah, but we want to be proud again. I was, like, fuck, that was huge.
1: Yeah, that was, that was massive. And, like, I remember thinking after that, like, I was a Melbourne supporter when I was growing up. So, like, I remember watching us and we were shit. Like, I didn't even want to say who I went for when I was younger because, like, my older brother and my older sister went for Brisbane and Brisbane will winning like, all the flags. Yeah, like, I had to stick by them because my old man wouldn't let me change. <laughs> so, um yeah, I mean, the, the D supporters have been through heaps and to finally be out there playing, you know, a really good brand of footy and I think the supporters should be really proud of the way we play and we're all really proud to be Melbourne footballers and uh, we've just... I know I keep saying it, but we're just so pumped. Like we've got a chance to, you know, make history at this club and win the win the flag, and that's what you play footy for.
0: Uh, just on being a young fellow supporting the D's, how many DMs do you reckon you would have s- slipped into and just abused the players when you were back in the day? If Instagram was a thing, do you reckon you would have been sliding in there just absolutely pummeling the boys?
1: Nah, I wouldn't. I I used to actually <laughs> feel sorry for the boys. Like honestly, yeah. like yeah, there's some dark days there. That's for sure. Of it. But-
0: hey, you don't. A- yeah, you. Yeah, you don't have to tell me about it, mate. I've supported Carlton my whole life, so I've definitely, uh, definitely had those feelings as well. It's that's totally fine. Off field, I love a lot of your work. Not just as a footballer, mate. But you're an absolute star off the field. You've you've got an incredible relationship with a, a real big Melbourne fan, John Amos. Is that correct? That in the how to Johnny. So, Johnny is a, is a demon supporter I've like, you know, obviously seen you on Instagram and follow you on Instagram for a long time and you've had a really good relationship with this young man. What's, what, what's behind this? Can you talk a little bit about this? Because I saw there was something on your Instagram just today that you'd, you'd sort of sent him from, from down, which is your business, actually, Fat, Fat, Nut, Fat Nut Customs.
1: Yeah, I'll touch on Fat Nut in a minute. Um, it's a bit of a, a bit of silly name there, but, Uh <laughs> Yeah, I met John, what do you mean, after, I think it was in my first year. After my first win, I gave him a football on the boundary. Um, And for people that don't know who John is, John has Down syndrome, and um, he's a great man. The moment I met him, I got a photo of him, And then like three years later or four years later after a Hawthorne game, I found him again in the crowd and I gave him a ball again. And that blew up like when it was all over the news and stuff. And um, ever since then, I've got him into the club and he's been there in the club and he just, I don't know what is—he he's always smiling, he's always happy. And um, his sister Dee, she's always sending me videos of him. And, you know, last year during COVID it was pretty tough for him and uh, I sent him a few jumpers and... And stuff. And every time I see his videos, like it just makes me happy to see someone else happy. And if you get the chance, just maybe jump on. I'll, I'll try to share something on my story again. Yeah,
0: we'll we'll have his. We'll definitely put his link up as well for sure. Yeah,
1: and um, yeah, he just has. He does. He was out interviewing uh, people last week for the grand final. And uh, yeah, when I see him smile, it makes me smile.
0: That's awesome, mate. And it must be you're definitely setting the tone there with the boys with with everything you're doing off field with the selflessness. Um we you know touched us here at Dylan Friends as well. Um Sammy Dalton who you just met before on on the link his his cousin Cara is going through a bit at the moment and Petraka May and Gorni all sent videos to her like this week in in you know the biggest week of of their lives but still are doing things like that, so selflessness of, of the culture is is pretty um, strong down at, at Demons at the moment.
1: Yeah definitely and I think that comes from the top like Goody he always says the higher purpose of football and that's giving back to our fans and um, yeah I just said uh, I mean Gorney and, uh, and Maisie and Track have all sent messages to, uh, to Sam's cousin but I think most of the boys would be doing similar stuff and it's giving back to the people that obviously are struggling a bit more than us you know being in could be in Melbourne or New South Wales, in where COVID's hit them pretty hard, and um, it's just good to bring some, some joy to people's lives.
0: Yeah, definitely, mate. If yeah, you, you're in such a high power there to be able to impact people, you probably don't understand the impact you're having, but um, just know it is there. Let's speak about you off field. You're a very busy man. Um, you've got your your business going as well. It's humming. Gotta get some fat nut customs in the studio. Um I'll jump online and, and put some orders through. How did this start? What, what's how did it all come about?
1: My mate Luke, he's uh he's actually a fair bit older than me. He's my one of my good mates' stepdads, and he was running, he was trying to get his business off the ground. And he's it's it's so stupid how he got out of the name. And we just wanted something that people would remember, and we were like, this will never no one will ever fucking forget this. My nickname's the nut. I don't know how I got it, like, in my first year. Jeremy Howe just started calling me Harms Nut one day. And, like, I knew it was stuck when Roosie started calling me The Nut. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, this is my nickname now. So that's how I got The Nut. And Luke's, um, he, was, he was a little bit overweight. He's lost a heap of weight now. But, <laughs> so we, we came up with the name Fat Nut. <laughs> um, and we just, like, at the start, it was just like, oh, we'll just do it for a bit of fun and see how it goes. And, yeah, as you said, it's taken off and um, it's going pretty well. Uh, we're just about to... Actually, sign with a with a new uh, media team to run it all. So, um, yeah, we're looking. We're pretty excited. we things are looking up for us. So it's been good.
0: And just to give context in what the business is, it's basically prints, print like artwork. So Luke, uh, he's pretty artistic.
1: I don't have an artistic bone in my body, and um, he was taking photos of of Melbourne and and the city and um. Different spots around, yeah, Victoria, and he was selling them on glass prints, and they were going pretty well. And he wanted me to come get involved and try and help, you know, grow the brand. And yeah, we've, yeah, he's he does all the art, and he does some really cool stuff. If you want to check it out, lots of I think the the music industry, like the music artists, music stars, are selling at the moment. Um, lots of Drake and Travis Scott prints, and uh, yeah, the the younger people love it, and yeah, it's good.
0: That's fat nut with uh, two Ts.com on, uh, on on the interweb, if anyone's uh, on the internet these days. All the kids love the internet. Um, so definitely check that out, mate. There's, you're doing incredible things, and, and I definitely need to get a piece myself um, in the studio, so we'll, we'll sort that out. For the wall behind you. Maybe a big Demon's Premiership uh, post would be nice. Just somewhere in the studio. I'll get the boys in. We'll have a few beers. It'll be very, very good. Talk us through your goals, mate, I suppose. What's next, Okay. Best case scenario You're standing up there With a premiership cup with, with a medal as well Maybe two I'm hoping two What's what's the next Few weeks Going to look like for you Do you think you'll stay over in Perth And, and stay over there And, and live your life Because you can't really do much here At the moment
1: I'll start uh, Obviously We'd love to win it <laughs> That's the main goal At the moment But yeah I'll, I'll stay here for a week Or so And um, head back after that. I've got My beautiful girlfriend Corey at home At the moment um, And she's actually from um, San Diego over in uh, California, so she's she's been by herself for about f- oh, five weeks now and visiting uh, home a bit, so I'll, I'll definitely get back there as soon as I can after hopefully win and have a bit of celebration, a few frothies and uh, a bit of partying, but uh, yeah, she's been back home, so I'll definitely be getting back home, and if we do win, I mean, I'm sure we'll want to try and go around again.
0: I think you will. It's going to be very exciting, mate. Honestly, cannot thank you enough. For coming on the show, having a chat, and, um, mate, we'll do it all again um, as soon as we can. Get in the studio, have a few beers, and and Bob's your uncle. Thanks so much for your time, bro. Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me. If that wasn't enough for you and you want even more, you're in luck. Dylan Friends is now on Patreon, Dylan Best Friends, an exclusive loyalty subscription featuring the debrief podcast of each episode and bonus Q&As from Patreon members like this. Favourite TV or, or film? Uh, Favorite TV series. series Old
1: Timpsons um, seasons 1 to 12 Can't go past Breaking Bad either And
0: film uh, Big Star Wars fan Massive Star Lovely. Wars fan Okay Wow And there's plenty more where that came from If you'd like to learn more You can head to Patreon.com Forward slash Dylan Friends Or you can head to the link in the show notes Thanks for listening to the Dylan Friends podcast If you like the show It'd be a massive help If you could like Follow Rate Leave a review Or even share with your friends